there we go. Yeah, Joe C. Um, I ask a lot of people for advice, and sometimes I listen to Joe's. So, thank you, Joe. <laughs> um, wow. I do. I give advice. Maybe I do. Like I really love the um, democracy of and the style of. I, I, I mean, I, I'm always looking for new words. Like I don't like the word twelve-step fellowships because it suggests that the steps themselves are some sort of, uh, you know, that's an altar that we kneel at. And uh, I've worked the steps and got lots of good things out of them. And you know, if you've never tried them, you know, dabble. Right? Don't make a commitment to twelve. Try a couple, right? You know, um, but it, it, it's it's more than that, it, and it's and for some people, it's not that at all. For some people, they're not here for self discovery. They're not here for, um, you know, uh, self improvement. They're here to find sobriety, and um, whether they inadvertently stumble through some of the stuff or not uh, you know for some people the whole process is religious um i'm bad i've got to be fixed kind of uh, approach and 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 i love the rugged individuals who do it their own way i, I think that'll help and um yeah maybe i give advice but i would like to think that uh, at my best uh, i'm good at asking questions and i'm uh, i'm I, I'm un unabashedly share my experience, no matter, there's nothing I'm ashamed of anymore in my life. Uh, there are things I'm discreet about, for sure. Uh, but um, there's nothing, I, I don't act, you know, way outside of my value system anymore. And I think that's one of the cool things about recovery. I'm Joe, by the way, um, dipsomaniac. A person with substance use disorder, alcoholic. Um, this identity is always a double-edged sword, right? You know, there's something freeing about, oh, I'm not a bad person. I'm a sick person. I have uh, alcohol use disorder or alcoholism. That's a real relief, you know, that comes with that sort of identity. But when does it get to a point where it becomes limiting? Oh, that's, you know, I'm such an addict. Oh, uh, that's my alcoholic brain. Oh, my disease is out in the parking lot doing push-ups if I'm not vigilant. Um, you know, I, I'm all that and more. And um, when I was in addiction, I wasn't all that and more because it well, I was a slave to my sort of a, a, the binge and purge of my addiction, and I'm still an addict. That's an interesting thing about it. You know, uh, when I got sober, I thought for sure by now you come to AA, they prick your finger, do a blood test, go, "Yep, you're a real alcoholic," or "Oh no, just you know, try to cut down a little bit." Uh, and uh, and off we would go. We would we would know. But 
there is no uh, scan or like, uh, and then when the the whole brain imaging thing came along, we thought we'd learn a lot about that. And then, you know, uh, you know, unlocking the DNA chain, we would we would be able to know which kids of ours are going to be addicts and which ones aren't. But that I don't think that's happened yet. And um, will it ever? Does it need to? Uh, recovery you know they talk about evidence-based blah 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 right okay uh, and and aa is evidence-based petting horses is evidence-based <laughs> you know they have studies that show that you know uh equine therapy uh aids in people's recovery um so uh i, I don't know i've pet horses i've never associated that with um you know working a program you know, maybe maybe that'd be good. I don't know. Um, but I, I think it's more craft than science. Um, and uh, I, I say that because it really is quite personal. It, it really is like learning to paint for the first time. Before I'm going to do the Mona Lisa, I need to know how to you know, spread paint on a canvas. Uh, like uh, there's some sk basic s skills I need to learn before I can start being creative with songwriting. I, I have to learn how to play the guitar before I can write a song on the guitar. With sobriety, there's some basics, some real fundamental things that that you get. You got to learn the rules and then forget the rules. That's what they teach you in in art. And and I think that is true in recovery. And when I say forget the rules, I don't. I'm not talking about going crazy. Uh, I'm just talking about, you know, there just the structure. And we, I, I need in my recovery some order and some spontaneity, a little blend of both. I've talked about that before. It's sort of the yin and yang of of recovery, um, because having one and not the other leads. Uh, you know, it's like you, you're not in balance anymore. If I have uh, spontaneity without any structure in my life, that will lead to chaos. And that chaos can eventually lead to complete nihilism. You know, I get the fuck it's fuck you, fuck me, fuck everything. What's the point? Uh, that's not a healthy place to be. Um, also, if I have structure with no spontaneity in my life, uh, that's going to lead to rigidity for me. And that rigidity can lead to, you know, me being fascist in, in the way I see things. My way only. You have to change your way of thinking to my way of thinking. This can't work unless we do it this way. And um, that's not very fun. Certainly, uh, it's not very funny. <laughs> you know, like it just... Uh, I, I want to avoid that. And and when I said I, I don't know why we call this sort of a 12-step program. It's more a 12-tradition program, but nobody knows what the fuck they are, right? Like, how, how many people could, you know, when questioned, what's tradition eight? Right? You know, like, uh, let me look it up. It's here somewhere. Um, that's the one after seven, right? You know, and uh, and everyone knows seven. Time to pay up. And but I, what 
the author of the 12 steps uh, was recorded as saying that AA wasn't invented. And by that, maybe he means the steps. Uh, because uh, they, it was just ideas that were borrowed from uh, philosophy, religion, uh, science, medicine, and um, sort of gathered together for, you know, it was one person's view of this uh, um, is how it worked. Always meant as a suggestion, uh, been adapted many times in many ways. I've seen seven-step versions that work just as good and 10-step versions and um, 16 step versions. Um, uh, one journey, uh, has one, I think it's a, it's a 16 step program, like more to it. And because, uh, I mean, a lot of people in recovery for a long time feel that, um, you know, there's st still hungry, hungry for growth, hung hungry for, um peace improvement whatever uh they've done the step process maybe once maybe twice and and they want some more but i, I find the traditions uh like a lot of people just don't want to talk about them because what does that got to do with me you know i'm here to have three topics me myself i okay can i go first <laughs> and uh uh, and 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 that's good we need to talk about ourselves but the traditions i think have uh, changed my life in great ways. Uh, I, I sometimes share some time with the uh, um, Emotional Sobriety Podcasters. And uh, they, they've done Emotional Sobriety in the Steps every way they could. And I said, Let, let's look at the traditions. I mean, like if you want emotional sobriety, you have to exercise those emotional sobriety muscles. So what better way to do it than go to a business meeting, uh, get involved in a committee, um, you know, maybe become your group rep where you have to represent the needs of everybody, not just your own view or opinion, and uh, then go to an area where all these other group reps are expressing their group's needs and opinions. And, and, and that can be boring and that can be, um, uh, testing and uh and it will grow my emotional sobriety muscles so anyway they went ahead with it now i don't know what we're going to talk about but in may anyway it'll be tradition one anyway and and uh and i think that's great because i think something was created that was quite unique and and i'm not talking about taking the words literally you know uh you know whether um, anonymity is an outdated idea or not, uh, I don't know. But humility isn't. Humility is not an outdated idea. Uh, whether um, my own recovery is dependent on uh, the unity of Alcoholics Anonymous, maybe that's an outdated idea. But my recovery, I think, is dependent on my connection, being connected to fellow people in recovery is absolutely certain if aa the corporation went bankrupt this meeting would still meet uh tomorrow my home group would still meet aa is structured in a way thanks to the traditions that we're not dependent uh, i use the uh 
the the switch over to virtual AA. I mean, it was all always being used. It was great for remote communities and sort of uh, special purpose groups. And some techies have been on message boards. Uh, I learned about uh, secular recovery from a Yahoo, you know, chat group where it was a, a week long meeting where people posted a topic and other people jumped in and. That's how I found out about it early this century. And, um, uh, but that transition couldn't have happened if AA was a top down command and control center. We would all sit and wait for are we going to do Zoom or are we going to do, I can't even remember what the old one was called. Anyway, I still have it as an app on my desktop and I never use it. It just doesn't exist to me anymore. It's really not an important issue. Uh, you can Google it if you want. But um, anyway, I'm off on a tangent. But all of our groups everywhere, uh, the um, Great Britain survey sort of asked people because it was done right in 2000 during the pandemic. You know, how are you switching over? Who's getting left behind? Who's who's benefiting that wasn't benefiting before? And of course, there was a spectrum, right? Some people prefer online. Some people find it wanting. Uh, most people, it was just as good, you know, neither better nor worse. And uh, uh, that couldn't have happened what happened because most groups were online within uh, a week or two, uh, some days. And if we had to wait for instructions from some central office, and then an agreed upon format for what that meeting would be and protocols. And uh, we still wouldn't have our first meeting. Like there's no way we would agree on it, but, but all of the groups just did their own thing. They were completely autonomous, um, figuring it out as they go along that sort of pioneering spirit. It's a great example of how our traditions work. And, um, I'm just I'm reading a new book and um it's um it's called uh One from Many and it's written by a guy named D Hawk. I I've just sort of discovered him in the last 6 months. He was the founder of Visa Corporation and the uh, CEO and that isn't a stock company. It's a privately held company or it certainly was when he was in charge. And um he created what he calls a chaotic organization chaos uses the meaning and sound to different chaos and order i i i prefer spontaneity and order because chaos i think is a more severe version of it but chaos and uh, and order i think he means the same thing and so uh, all of the different branches of Visa, they do their own thing, run their cells the way they need to. The only point of the core is the principles remain the same. And he's also not one of these CEOs that thinks he deserves to earn 220 uh, times more than his frontline workers. He he just he had a very liberal idea about how to run a company. And, and he did it for reasons that just because this top-down thing doesn't work uh you know war doesn't work because armies don't work uh the economy doesn't work because this sort of top-down thing doesn't work the ecology is in the shits because 
uh, of this sense of sort of command and control over the environment. And uh, and if you think his ideas are sort of uh, libertarian gobbledygook, maybe they are, but I could give you some examples of how this perfect blend of chaos and order work. Um, the universe would be one. That's a good example. Um, life. That, that's how that happens. So it's not an invention of something new. It's a return to something before the sort of willful approach. Just a couple of quotes from the book that I really enjoy. Control requires denial of life. Life is uncertainty, surprise, hate, wonder, speculation, love, joy, pity, pain, mystery, uh, and a thousand other things uh, we can imagine. Um, so it's, life isn't about control. It's not about getting. It's not about having or knowing. It's not even about being. Life is eternal, perpetual becoming, or it is nothing. Uh, that's sort of like Bill Wilson's line in the sand. Uh, becoming is not a thing to be known, commanded, or controlled. It's a magnificent, mysterious odyssey to be experienced. I remember um, uh, I, I it was sort of an ACA experience, and someone challenged me, adult children of alcoholics, Joe, you're not a human being, you're a human doing. And it was quite accusational, like I was doing something wrong. But but I took it to heart. I go, okay, let me think about that. I'm a human doing. Yeah, like I relate more to, you know, what I do than who I am. Who I am seems very abstract and nebulous, but, but I can measure what I do. I just, you know, like I like it better. And um but but maybe I needed to focus more on the other being. But I like this idea of becoming, because whatever I'm becoming, I might think I know because I plan to become such and such. But, you know, it's still undetermined. And if you're not being born, you're dying. If you're not like in, you know, I, I don't want to be, you know, done with my recovery. I don't want to be done with my life. I, I want to just sort of carry on. And and these ideas uh, that he uh, writes about, um, they were the same ideas uh, that sort of inspired uh, the traditions. And um, and they're not perfect either. Like the old system wasn't perfect. It's not perfect. But but I really think we're on to something there. And um, it allows us to do things in a creative way. I, I will often be heard saying, I go to a lot of meetings. I've been to a lot of meetings in a lot of places. And I've never found one where everyone gets sober and everyone gets along with everybody else. And I've found that meeting and and I go to meetings that aren't like AA meetings. I go to all kinds of recovery meetings. And if I found that meeting where everybody finds recovery and everybody gets along, I would come to my home group. I would say we should have a business meeting. And I would say, let's do what they do. Because if everybody's getting sober, isn't that what we want? Everyone's getting along. Isn't that what we need? We'll do that. But because that doesn't exist, 
you know, we're all pioneers. We're all sort of becoming, my group is becoming, it isn't stuck in the mud. It's sort of moving along. And, and, and I, that, that whole, like, we know this one day at a time, one breath at a time, one moment at a time. I mean, that's, that's where life is lived. And, and it, this isn't throwing stones at making plans or having goals or, uh, you know, uh, taking control of your life, you know, but, but am I, am I taking control of my life? Am I controlling uh, uh, the outcome? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of that is, you know, sort of self-help marketing, uh, but, you know, I, I can I have an influence. I, I certainly can. I can steer it a little bit, but, um, but I can't, I can't command the wind. I can just set the sails and, and that this is what recovery is. Like, I'm not there yet. I am still becoming just as I was when I got here. And I was really, my hair was on fire. Uh, I was saying whatever I had to, just to not draw any undue attention to myself. I was planning my escape. Uh, you know, I, you know, I was just uncomfortable all of the time. And, and and tell me how to be not comfortable all the time. And they said, Joe, maybe learn to be uncomfortable. Maybe just a bit, spend some time with just a moment of time being uncomfortable. And isn't that kind of the secret of life instead of, you know, wanting, having what I want, wanting less? And, and, and I think it is. Like, like I still you know, wake up with a, a things to do list and, uh, and I'm anxious and, and shit needs to get done. But, but more and more, you know, I, I do want less and, and, um, you know, cause I can only do one thing at a time anyway. I think that's better. So, um, I never really got started with, uh, my talk here today, but I'm going to end it. <laughs> I feel like Alan Watts, but I'm not drunk. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>